Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Well, are you on dating apps? Well, you'll know if you are that the strike rate is a little hit and miss to say the least. However, a new study shows that about two thirds of the people who are on Tinder are actually in relationships. Now, I've never been on anything like this, but what's the story here? Are they cheating? Are they looking for something else? And what about the people who are swiping right, hoping to find true love when the majority of the potential matches aren't even single? Well, Mairead Lockman is the founder of Love HQ Matchmaking, the host of the Tough Love podcast with the brilliant Stephanie Regan. She joins me now. Is this a surprising figure to you, Mairead? No, because anybody that comes to me for matchmaking is absolutely exhausted by online dating. And it's because of that, that they're seeing so many people that are in relationships or married that are on Tinder or on other dating platforms. But obviously this this survey or this um, study was done on Tinder specifically. So messers, basically, on the apps, browsers, people in the bushes, just there to have a little look. Like, why is there so many people? What is this two thirds represent? Do you know those people? Are you aware of these people? What's their story? Well, luckily, anybody that comes to me for matchmaking is single. So that's a great place to start. <laughs> and it's probably why I have such a successful business, because people are exhausted and they're coming for long term real love. You know, this study was done on self-esteem and loneliness. Mm. And so I think for a lot of people, that's why they're using Tinder, even if they are in a relationship, even if they are married to maybe just one. Like, you know, there's everybody loves a little bit of people watching and seeing what's going on. But, you know, perhaps there's something missing in them. Perhaps there's something missing in their relationship. Perhaps there isn't a need being fulfilled. I'm not sure, right? Well, you know, uh, but there, there's there's a huge amount. If we look at how many people are using Tinder in Ireland, the statistics show about 200,000 people in Ireland are using Tinder or have a profile of which 50,000 people are using it on the daily. And so if we look at these statistics, that's 130,000 people in Ireland are on Tinder at the moment or have a profile on Tinder at the moment that are either married or in a relationship. So if you are single, and looking for love, it's going to be a very difficult place to find it. <laughs> You're probably in the wrong place by the sounds of things. But explain it to somebody like me who found true love in uh, the student bar in the first term. Shout out to <laughs> Tina. Yeah. Uh, I have no clue what the hell. I've, mm-hmm. I know that the expression swiping left yes. and right. So explain to me what these people are doing that are just on it. Because what I think a lot of people who don't know anything about these apps thinks is that to be on it, you have to be interested. You don't. You can literally just be like an Instagram user, Mm -hmm. scrolly, 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 never post a thing. Well, I think we're all so used to hearing about online dating. But the thing to realise is that Tinder was only celebrated its 10th birthday just before Christmas last year. So it's a relatively new phenomenon. If you look at how long like people have been alive and looking for love, it's so new, first of all. So that's why it's a little bit alien to us, because it doesn't matter how good you are at technology. It doesn't matter how good you are at you know, like conversing with people or, you know, doing other things or automating your life in other areas. The problem is that you're still you still have a heart and your heart needs to be looked after. So but explain to me the people that are on there, they're just scrolling by people. Mm-hmm. Then they're swiping to match with somebody yeah. and then that person matches with them and they just get a little endorphin release. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a dopamine that, hit. Oh, great. And so those people, right. Let's mm-hmm. talk about them for a second. Yes. 
you are are you right and say because you'd meet more people that are demoralized by dating yes. apps than maybe anyone in Ireland. Yes. Those people that are on there doing that and are in relationships, as the research says, you think they're there to find to test the market? We don't know. And that's the thing about humans is there there's all different reasons. You know, one person might be there for loneliness. One person might be there for sex. One person might be there to say, you know what, if I was to leave him or her eventually after years of thinking about it, what's the market looking yeah. like? There's other that are just getting there for the dopamine hit to try and figure out. But you have to remember as well, a lot of people that are going to be married or in relationships, they're not going to have their real profile photograph up. Mm. So they're going to have a fake profile photograph up. So there's an element of that as well. There's very few people that are going to risk getting caught. So it is maybe the risking of getting caught. There's just so many elements, like there is no one answer for this because everybody is going to be different for it. But there is going to be a little bit of flirting, perhaps. You know, Irish people are not great at flirting. So, (laughs) you know, it might be a nice place just to find a little bit of a flirt. Sure, but I think that the Irish man that I remember, anyway, certainly that was attempting to chat Mm -hmm. up girls back back when I was doing that, was meeting an untold amount of meanness from Irish women yes. who were literally talked to the hand. I know. I mean, sleazeball, alert. Yes. Yeah, you said hello to me, how dare you? <laughs> uh, don't talk to me. I yeah. didn't look at you. You know, know. Like there was, it was a, and there was, there now is it, we're now in an age where that's not happening in pubs. No. That is not happening, that it is taking place on the app. Yeah. And if the arrangement is to meet, it's in the pub. So a, a, a meeting that is not prearranged Mm-hmm. is weird and rare. Yeah, and there is, and there's a whole load of science then around it as well. You might meet somebody on the app. You might think you're getting on like a house on fire. You may have built up this connection with them. Then next thing they might say to you, you could be talking to them for a week or two and then you're like, let's meet up. Next thing they might say to you, well, actually, I just want to let you know I'm married. I'm in a relationship. You know, sometimes it's that far into it, a couple of days, weeks into it. Um, you may also meet up with them two or three times until you find out what's going on. Mm. Um, and it, it's male and female. Like it's, you know, very often people jump to the conclusion oh, it must be all men. Like it's male and female. Of We're course. seeing it from both sides. Yeah. I get a lot of males for matchmaking and they're saying to me, I am exhausted. The amount of people in, in the same situation. So Love HQ matchmaking mm-hmm. is your massively successful matchmaking company. Yes. How many people have you matched in using the old fashioned yeah. method of putting people together based on intuition and your understanding of humans? I've matched over 7000 people. 7000. All over Ireland of all age groups, of all walks of life and all different stories. And that's the thing. Like I've had twins that have come to me that have been completely different, you know, and that's the part of it because I meet every single client in person for consultations. I get to know them, the type of person they'd like to meet and then anything else that I feel might help me to match them. And then I arrange all their dates. So it's people, (laughs) you know, it's just normal people. That's it. But it is an awful lot to hand over. It's a lot of trust to have in you. Do you find the people that are coming to you, I think we can all agree now, especially based on this research, are demoralised by the apps and Mm -hmm. see AI as being unreliable as it's as a method of joining the dots? Uh, Or what are you seeing most in these people and what do you how do you screen out the messers? Well, first of all, I meet all of them in person. So it's not Zoom calls. And I like I travel to Dublin, Galway, Cork, Limerick, Kilkenny and Mullingar for consultations to meet them in person. In person, in yeah. Person, yeah. Okay. 
And then from there, like I, I really do get to know them. I ask them lots of questions, but it tends to be genuine people that come to me. Um, obviously, from time to time, I'm like, I'm not sure if you're suited to our service or perhaps sometimes I don't have matches for those people, in which case I don't invite them to join. Mm. Or I might say to them, wait until I feel I have somebody suitable for you. So that's an important kind of screening part of, okay. the, of my matchmaking process. Do you see more women than men? No, it's actually a very much a mix. So it is the common perception that it is difficult to find men for any sort of anything to do with dating. But like most of my clients, their main motivation is because, yes, they want to meet someone. Yes, they want to start a family. They may be successful business people. They may be high profile clients or they might have a job that might be quite sensitive to the public eye. And so therefore they want complete confidentiality. Mm. And that's what it is. It's completely confidential service. So there's obviously room in the world for Mm -hmm. both. Right. Yes, there's room definitely. in the world for people that want to use apps. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, there's people that aren't going to want to meet you face to face that are too yeah. self-conscious around that idea. Ha- when you're presenting people with their mm-hmm. their the matches they've made, like I don't want to ask you about cost or yeah. how much this service is. But they've they've put down money, which is they a have. big difference yes. to Tinder. It's a, it's a professional service with professional fees. So it does weed out any messing. Like it's only people right. that are going to come to me that have, um, you know, a genuine interest in finding okay. long term real love. But in the same way as if I, uh, you know, pay my mechanic to get the car running mm-hmm. well, when the relationships aren't running well, do you yeah. get people coming back to you going, here, you said this yeah. was going to be a match made in heaven and you were wrong. Well, that's the first thing. I never promised that it's going to be a match made in heaven. And I'm very realistic with people. I'll be the first person to say I can't guarantee that they're going to find love. But I will say I'm going to do my very best for them. So like I'm going to say, like I, if I feel like they're being realistic, we'll have that conversation. So if they say they want, you know, if a man comes to me and says, I want a wholesome lady that's going to be kind of stay at home, mind the babies, keep a lovely house, have his dinner ready in the evening, but like also earns 150 grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's two different people, you know, like, let's be realistic here. Yeah. You know, if they say they want a lady that's not outspoken and calm, but she, they want her to be great crack and like a comedian. I'm like, again, maybe two different people. So I'm very realistic at the consultation stage. And that's why I meet them in person. So it's to make sure that, you know, they are realistic. They know what they're coming for. And mm. um, then also as well, I, I coach them. So after each date, I contact them, ask them, you know, how they got on. And if there's any feedback, I'll give them the feedback. With with gentleness, um, sometimes I think it's unrealistic, maybe from the other party or other times I might just say to them, OK, we really need to work on this. <laughs> and what would this be? Um, table manners could be one. Table you might manners, think, is that a common one? Uh, no, it's not hugely common, but I find, say, it's, it's hard as well for me as a person that does want to see, like, help them succeed to have to say to someone, OK, the feedback about your table manners is not great. <laughs> so, you know, I, there's just it can be something as simple as that. It mm. could be somebody's nerves catches them. Mm. Um, also, shyness. what I find, yeah, shyness, but also highly successful people. They may be used to presenting themselves in a professional manner, mm. especially women if they're working in a very male dominated industry. So therefore, if they're nervous and going on a date, the natural reaction would be to default into their comfort zone and their comfort zone is going to be presenting themselves. It's going to be super professional. But when you're on a date, that's not the energy you need to be in. You should be more like in a feminine energy if you're looking to to meet a nice masculine man. So we have all those conversations. So you've said your best piece of advice for people in relation to all of this mm-hmm. is to get honest as quickly as possible. 100%. What does that mean? 
Um, just be yourself. Just, you know, if you once you start having to present yourself, once you have to start walking on eggshells, once you have to start um, coming up with a script and even thinking, you know, if they call me this evening, what am I going to say and everything? Uh, that's where the issue starts. But that's tough. Now, let, let's be honest. I'll step in there for a second. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt. But for a lot of people, they think being myself is what has me single. So they're going, I'm not uh, like you say, oh, just be yourself. I mean, that hasn't worked so far. I actually think the, mo- the main reason the people are single is that they're not meeting enough new people. They're okay. too much in their comfort zone. They're not actively out there. They go to the same cafes. They stay in the same gr- groups. They're possibly not going out for drinks as often as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be, yes, they might be exhausted on the apps, but they might be on an app that, again, you know, is two it, thirds of them are married, whereas going game. to a different yeah. app, perhaps. Mm. Um, perhaps they're just not being realistic about who they are and the type of person that they would like to meet. You know, right. all of those things. Uh, it, there's there's a number of different things. Like that is, I think you've hit on something big there in terms of the lack of actually going out and mm-hmm. meeting. Like it's a numbers game in it many is, ways, yeah. isn't it? It's a handful of darts at the dartboard. If you're not throwing, you're it not going to hit the bullseye. Yeah. Uh, but when you say get honest as quickly as possible uh, and you're coaching people afterwards where they maybe haven't been totally honest on that first date, yes. like who is really honest on a first date? Well, I think they're, they're your best version of honest is what I would say. Like I have that my our podcast Tough Love with Stephanie Regan and we, you know, we try and be as as we'll say as tough love as we can without mm. being too over the top. So when we say being very honest, okay? It's like the best version of yourself. They don't need to know your whole life story, okay? There's some things you hold back for the second, third, fourth date. It's the, what I really would say to people is, yes, get honest as quickly as possible, but have fun. The main thing is fun. So many people go on dates with this checklist. Mm. So many people go on dates that they're like, do you tick all my boxes? You know, what's your salary? How tall are you? You know, <laughs> so it's like some girls that are like that, you know, and there's some men like that as well. So really what I would say to people is just have fun. Be like, and the honest version of yourself. Don't be inflating who you are. Don't be playing yourself down. You only get one chance to make a great first impression. But don't feel like you need to present yourself or it's just be relaxed. Be a normal, decent person. Have a bit of fun. Um, try and get have a bit of a laugh. Mm-hmm. Try and get to know them. The art of great conversation in Ireland. We're great at chit chat. But very few people are good at a genuinely honest, connecting type of conversation. Do you think that a statistic like this, that we we come full circle here, mm-hmm. that, that reveals that two thirds of the people on Tinder are actually already in relationships, is a sign of us maybe leaving these, maybe heading towards what you are describing here and trusting uh, people, trusting ourselves to make connections rather than getting involved in what is essentially a swipey game of sorts? Like, I, I don't I don't think there's an exact answer for it, but I think, you know, if anybody is genuinely looking for love, make sure you're looking in the right places. Otherwise, you're going to get exhausted very quickly. Mm. A lot of the reasons as well why people come to me is they may have been, you know, they may be widowed, they may be bereaved, they may have had to leave and it would have taken a huge amount of effort to leave, maybe an abusive relationship. Sure. Um, people that their heart has been broken Um, whatever, their demands in life can be just a little bit more challenging. And so I would say to them, you know, try and look in places that you're going to find genuine love. Don't get exhausted in the wrong areas. Well, Mairead Lachman, it is a match made in heaven, yourself and Stephanie Regan providing 
the kind of psychological side yeah. to this, the underpinning, the stuff that's flowing underneath on the Tough Love podcast. You can find it on Go Loud and all across wherever you get your podcast. Love HQ is your matchmaking service, with, which is just one step up from AI and an awful lot more. Thank you so much for joining me today. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.